0: But the biggest one so far is when one of the WHO members messaged me and said, I'm a big fan of your TikTok, keep up the work. I obviously didn't believe it. I had to Google the guy. And he is like the head of the digital team. And then he mentioned me on his LinkedIn. Then he asked me to join a meeting with the stakeholders. And in that meeting, there were people from YouTube, uh, Amazon, Google, UK Cabinet. Facebook, uh, and I was the only doctor from social media.
1: Welcome to the a one with Moy. Now, normally I bring you a brand new episode every Tuesday, but we're launching something really interesting, and that is TikTok Thursdays. For the next month, I'm going to be interviewing some incredible South African TikTokers. In this episode, we talk diversification in content. I have two incredible TikTokers, starting with Dr. Sia, who has over 1 million followers as he shares valuable medical knowledge and debunks myths. I also chat to Mimo, who uses TikTok to share information about her medical condition. Dr. Sia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I am actually really excited to have this conversation with you because I feel like you are, well, you are the doctor on TikTok for Africa at least. And a lot of people don't actually know your base this side, do they?
0: Oh, not really.
1: <laughs> so you have, you are a medical doctor yes. by profession. You're practicing. Yes. In other words, you're still going into the hospital and you still have patients. Every
0: day, even this morning.
1: <laughs> and what made you go into TikTok?
0: So I knew about TikTok, I think, in the beginning of March when my daughter showed me one of these trending videos Mm -hmm. where you are wearing casual clothes and then, boom, into fancy clothes. So And at that point, I was doing some management course and I had to write write an essay. So I couldn't wait for it to finish to start making videos. And uh, what also pushed it is that it was the beginning of the pandemic, so it was a very stressful time for us to prepare for COVID. So it was a, a good escape from yeah. reality, and then I would go and make videos, and that's how it started.
1: Okay, wait. so your daughter was the one who first introduced you to TikTok, or did yes. you already have TikTok? And then said, no, 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 she,
0: I had the app, but I never opened it.
1: What made you download the app? I
0: think because I saw a video on Facebook, maybe, I'm not sure where, and then I downloaded it, I never registered for it. And then when my daughter showed me, and uh, I was like, hey, we must do this. And uh, until today, she reminds me that I'm famous or I'm on TikTok because of her. I'm like, fine, fine, okay.
1: Yes, girl, she must take all the credit. She's right with your one point something million followers. I'm sure she's feeling very chuffed with herself. (laughs) So what was your first video? Did you straight off the bat start creating um, medical content I feel like this a story Then I can smile. Um, I don't have
0: many videos. I think like less than 300. So it's easy to to scroll down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: My first video, it's very embarrassing, but it was me after like not sleeping the whole night, writing the essay, coming home from work, laying on the couch, taking my camera, and just putting the tear effect and having tears to uh, some sad song by Luis Capaldi. And I'm like, that's my first video. Basically doing nothing, just yeah. like looking, crying or, well, the effect.
1: And then what, what made you, like, what made you decide to then, like, fully jump in?
0: Um, I think in March when I joined, me and my daughter did a few videos. And it was fun, like, for us, like a bonding experience. She wanted to do her own, she did her own videos, actually, and, like, recorded them. And then I did a few and we did together until to a point where, like, the pandemic was getting started, people were getting infected and I was getting lots of messages on my Insta- uh, Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp. My colleagues, friends, what do I do? My friend had COVID, what I need to take, how do I treat it? So I realized that there is this need that people are craving answers. So I started making medical videos around May, June, and I realized that there's a, like a, a, they were well received, people following, people asking questions. and me being a doctor, I have this passion of making people feel better uh, help them, educate them. So it was like my passion met TikTok and it just blew.
1: So have you always been creative?
0: Um, I was like actually thinking about this myself, like before joining TikTok, even my Instagram and my, I think I had like six pictures on my Instagram and from like 2016. On my Facebook is like once every six months, I post something. So I didn't know I can do this. I've never done a video, never been in front of the camera. So it was, I was was surprised.
1: Yeah, so it was, so, so the main reason you ended up being on TikTok was because people just started asking you questions about health situations and you just felt like it was an opportunity.
0: So in the beginning when I joined, I was chatting to one of my friends, I think it was in April, and then I told her, I wanna, she also joined TikTok, also. I think she had like a video, and I had like a few videos, and I told her, I want to be TikTok famous. So she responded with a smile, like, <laughs> okay, okay. And then I think she sent me the same screenshot like two months ago. Already? I was like, you see, I did it. I know you were laughing that time, but um, I didn't think because I had. It was so stressed during the day with dealing with COVID. So you didn't come home. It was like a good escape and it was fun for us. And I'm sure it was fun for people who were watching. So I'm glad that uh, I joined.
1: I mean, yeah, because now you're sitting on 1.3 million followers. So, I mean, you've achieved becoming TikTok famous. And we were chatting about this off camera, but you had some pretty amazing opportunities has come about because of Tiktok?
0: Yes, uh, it's been a very rewarding experience. Yeah. Um, I think the first one was when Good Morning America asked me to if they can use one of my videos. Uh, I was like sure, I didn't believe it until they sent me the media release form. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it is real. And, but the biggest one so far is when one of the WHO members messaged me and said, I'm a big fan of your TikTok, keep up the work. I obviously didn't believe it. I had to Google the guy. And he is like the head of the digital team. And then he mentioned me on his LinkedIn. Then he asked me to join a meeting with the stakeholders. And in that meeting, there were people from YouTube, uh, Amazon, Google, UK cabinet, Facebook. uh, And I was the only doctor from social media there asking us what help do you need to fight the misinformation and i think only then i realized that okay, maybe i'm doing something right
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean if who and obviously like well my dad's a doctor so i understand the gravity of who that's not just like a small company around the corner that is <laughs> freaking who
0: i was like we are saving the world, (laughs) we are superheroes.
1: (laughs) uh, And when was this? Like how far into your TikTok journey were you having, you know, Good Morning America and WHO reaching out? I think
0: Good Morning America, I'm not really sure, but it was before I was verified. So between June and October, I would say, that's when I started doing my medical stuff. WHO was around that time, like Mm -hmm. October, November. And then had the first meeting with them in January. And it's been a monthly meeting since then.
1: Yeah.
0: So there's a story. Um, I was checking my emails in April. And I realized that in Jan or Feb, I received an email from a journalist that works for British Medical Journal. Asking my input regarding an article that she's writing on TikTok and doctors. Or doctors in TikTok. Yeah and she wanted my input like the same day. I was, I was like heartbroken. This is British Medical Journal, it's like GQ for men, for us, for doctors. So um, I responded and I said, I'm really sorry. I didn't see your email, it was in my spam folder. She's like, it's okay. Hopefully our path will meet again. But uh, this is the article that she wrote. I really didn't want to open it because I knew I'm not going to be there but then I was reading it reading it so I could see see my heart like crying and then at the end I see my name and showed like a line or two about me and doctor from South Africa what I'm doing on TikTok it was like I was like over the moon. I mean
1: that's it's so crazy like in one year in one year here you are a medical professional (laughs) what would be considered, like, one of the most serious jobs ever. (laughs) Here you are creating content. But I love the fact that, obviously, you're creating content that's valuable. You're creating content in a time where people were very scared and worried about what's going on. Like you said, you would come home from an intense day at the hospital because it's COVID. People are dying. People are unsure about what's going on. And so the knowledge you were able to give was informative but also fun because it's still TikTok.
0: Yeah, I realized people on TikTok don't have time to listen to a story. Mm. And uh, people don't really watch a video more than 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So, and obviously people don't understand like medical terms. So I realized that on TikTok, people don't have time to watch a whole lecture. Mm. So I try to make my videos like, I think my longest video is 15 seconds. So, and I try to give the information in a fun music background, if I can. Yeah. But if I cannot, like very simple, to the point and to grab the attention, make them understand. And I put some extra explanation if needed in my comments. So very precise, simple, short, and uh, it's been working. Yeah. And it's, I started with COVID information, HIV, because we have the epidemic in this country. And then what to women's health, mental health, mm. chronic condition, so a bit of uh, everything.
1: Now, reaching 1.3 million is not a small thing. And you have a full-time job, an extremely demanding full-time job during a global pandemic. <laughs> so here as a doctor, I'm sure that's intense. But somehow you've also been able to like be this TikTok strategist, if I can put it that way, to create content that your audience enjoys. So talk to me about like you actually creating for the app and posting and how you find time.
0: I saw in one of your interviews, one of the creators said she makes eight videos a day. I wish, I wish TikTok was my full-time job. I wish I had time. But I think at this stage, I know what information people want to know. I know how to, what kind of information to post. So I, I know people say quantity over quality, which if it might work for many, but I'm going for quality over quantity. So, and it's not easy because I don't have, I'm not a very talented person. So I cannot dance or sing or act. So I need to prepare. I need to read the latest articles. I cannot put, um, I'm friends with, or I became friends with TikTok with some of the world uh, leading doctors in like, the fields. And I cannot put something that is like controversial or um, not true. Mm-hmm. So I have to do my research. I make my videos. And then if there's a good sunny day and I look okay on the camera, I'll make like 10, 20 drafts. And I use them whenever I can. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it has to be so batch creating, right? So you shoot a lot at one point and then slowly. Also, you said you're not talented. I feel like you need to like not say that ever again. Like you can't even, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that as a medical doctor and a TikTok famous one as that, who's worked with like WHO. Um, I think it's it's incredible that you're able to find time to, offer in a weird way a service um, and give people value. So you create content that's pretty much medical focused. And I'm curious as to what you think about the diversification in content. Because like you said, you're not necessarily dancing and singing and doing even, you know, (laughs) some of the lighter. I mean, your content is still pretty engaging and still pretty lightened and and informative, but it's not what people assume TikTok to be. Do you know what I mean? It's not like renegade and (laughs) all the dances, which is great because I love dancing and so I enjoy the app for its various forms. But I think with you, I'm really excited about the fact that it's being used in a different kind of way. So talk to me about the app and maybe not just using it for um, like the entertainment aspect of it, but the educational aspect of it as well.
0: Okay, so uh, I think majority of TikTok videos are for entertainment, but there are lots of educational ones uh, from, lawyers to doctors to artists uh are people teaching maths on tiktok so and i've been learning a lot it's it's up to you so if you want you tiktok has an algorithm that will show you more of what you want to see Mm. and i follow cryptocurrency experts to lawyers to doctors and i'm learning from them and uh, and i also follow obviously some comedians or Famous people. So it's a, it's a, as you call it, diversified. Yeah,
1: yes. it has diversified. <laughs> that word. That's the word. <laughs> no, and I think that's great. I think it's great for people to know that, one, they can reach an audience on the platform and offer what they are already doing, that they don't necessarily have to become a dancer or a singer or any of that. It's like just bring value onto the app and because your growth is just in a year, a million in a year is, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Has it affected your other social media platforms? Do you create for any other platform or you just, you're really just a TikTok doctor? Is that, is that like it?
0: Um, yeah, I am. but I, so I posted a video feed like last week, or more than a week ago, and it has almost 15 million views. That video I posted on my Instagram mm-hmm. also last week. And my Instagram grew more than 10,000 followers. So I was, uh, <laughs> I had like this 4,000 that was growing 10 every day to, I think this morning was 17,000. And I can, brands, I'm here now, I'm Instagram famous. <laughs> I applied for verification Instagram. I'm like, listen, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. It's like
1: okay, no. <laughs> I, I, I freaking love the fact that you're having so much fun with this. Like you're just like, also... What in the world? So you just like, I mean, that video did extremely well for a reason, I'm sure. 15 million on TikTok is not a small thing. And then she just casually moved that on to Instagram and have 10,000 followers. Yeah,
0: more than 10,000. It it took like a few days for it to grow. So I was like, but I don't understand Instagram's algorithm, Maybe I should read read about it. And then within a few days, growing. Like, I think I had two and a half thousand followers the other day, yesterday, or... So, yeah it's uh, it's doing its job
1: <laughs> that is amazing so now you spoke okay so you said brands i'm curious have you worked with any brands do you want to work with brands or so, like what do you see in regards to brands
0: okay. so i didn't join tiktok for brands let's say yeah because it's a passion it's educating people it's especially in the pandemic the vaccine misinformation so, and this has been my goal from day one, but someday you like, you are sacrificing so much, it's not only time. Mm-hmm. So sacrificing time from something else, from sleep sometimes, the exercise, diet, like all these things. Um, and I feel like I have this integrity or that I have been offered to like advertise for an app, like sometime, some, time, some like, like last year. Um, medical products, masks, and I don't think they fit what I'm doing. I think one of the latest ones was an email last week from a drug company or, or the agency wants to advertise a drug for a specific condition. But I was very excited because it's FDA approved, it's proven to work. But then once they realized I'm from South Africa, they said it's only approved in America. So I was like a bit disappointed, but I'll be excited to work with what's valuable mm. and what my followers will get help from and better their lives so yes i haven't worked with any brands yet
1: i mean but it's not because they're not reaching out obviously. no no of course not no, yeah, yeah. of course yeah yeah is there any particular brand that you're like you know what this could this could be a good one this could work
0: you know like i think I've emailed Pfizer <laughs> and I've, at some point, Nike and Adidas. I had a, my first viral video was a cough challenge where I put my cough and the cough of a fo- professional football player. Uh-huh. And obviously, my coughs were better because I'm an ex-sprinter. <laughs> okay. So that video had more than a million views, and I was like, hey, I can go to brands. And I think, I don't know if I emailed Adidas or Nike, but it's difficult because. Whatever, most of my interviews, my appearances, it's me doing my own PR, mm-hmm. but it's also difficult for, if I had time, I would approach brands. Um, I don't know if I can mention, there are many pharmaceutical brands here, the medical brands. I can even talk about med- mental health by going in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I can advertise a hotel. So I think in my platform, I can work with different kind of brands, but... I'm looking for an agent.
1: Okay. I think it's quite interesting, actually, because you're right. It doesn't have to be brands within the medical industry. Exactly. Like you yeah. can be placed in different things.
0: Health industry could be sport, could be yeah. nutrition, could be medicines, That's true. anything.
1: That's so true. Oh, my gosh. So in your dream world, where anything is possible and you could have the most incredible opportunities from being a TikTok doctor what would that be like what would be like an ultimate amazing opportunity?
0: If WHO asked me to come and work for them <laughs> <laughs> that's probably like the like, to, to, to do what I'm doing on a global level mm. to educate people and improve people's lives that's that would be a dream.
1: So WHO I mean you've already started the conversation you know,
0: so I'm in a group chat with them, So, I'll, but I can't say it. Hopefully, they're going to see this interview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I mean, but that is incredible. Okay, WHO, aren't they based in... The head office is in Switzerland?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, because one of my dad's best friends <laughs> worked for them. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, he, so, yeah, we actually got a chance to go to Switzerland because because he was based there. So, look, I think, obviously digital platforms like or social media platforms like TikTok are valuable for reach. They're valuable to communicate information and sometimes they can be looked down on because either people are misinformed or don't really understand the gravity of it. Have you gotten any like weird side-eye or like, oh my gosh, this doctor is on TikTok. How does this look?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, even from my colleague's In last year, they're like, oh, making fun of me, like pointing at things. And I was like, okay. And now I'm like, hey, I'm the one who was on TV. I'm the one who went in TV. I'm the one working with WHO. So they they do, but secretly they all are on TikTok for some reason. (laughs) So they are on TikTok. They're not making. um, But um, like I can go even my parents. Initially, Mm -hmm. they thought I'm on some app, random app. I told them I'm this, I'm verified. The first, the first doctor in the country. They're like, yeah, but have you studied for this exam? Have you done that? I'm like, mom, I am famous. <laughs> so now, now she, uh, my mom is on TikTok. My sister is on TikTok. My brother has been supported from the beginning. So they are very proud.
1: As they should be. And, and, you know, yeah, I'm sure it took a while for them to, like, fully understand. But once you get that WHO job, Everyone's going to look back at this and be like, oh, it's your son who's a doctor also on TikTok. You know, he must also go on TikTok. You know how, <laughs> you know how parents are, right? They're like, oh, I don't, don't know worry. about this. And then once you've like, done so well, they're like, mm, I think your child should also be on TikTok.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll be that person, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Is there anything you want, you want to highlight, actually? Is there anything that you want to highlight before we end this?
0: I want people... So they say, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Mm. And I firm believer, which is, is also a fact, that if you work hard, you can be talent. So there are many people who are waiting for that things to be perfect to post. Please go check my first video. And yeah, just, just check it and, and see where I am now. So if you work for it, if you have a goal, and must work a bit bit more smart, you know, like, if, like, strategize, let's say, yes, because, I mean, I had to dig for free time. (laughs) So if you can achieve it, you can, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. And I encourage everyone to go on TikTok, you have a talent, could be drawing, handwriting, anything, and people value information. So you go on TikTok and if you can learn something, People are famous for just drawing paint on the wall and making drawings, you know? So please, yeah, go on, the app. go on the app, do it.
1: Quick question. So with TikTok, a lot of the times you have to jump on trends, right? You have to, for growth strategies and yes. to have your videos be seen by more people, mm-hmm. maybe outside of just your audience. Do you jump on trends as well? How does that work? Oh,
0: yeah. So. No. (laughs) I'd love to, I'd love to, but um, it's time constraints. And also I use trending songs in my video if I can. Okay. Because I I believe that if it's a trending song or sound on TikTok, it gets um, pushed out more. So if your video is using that sound, no matter what it is about, it's going to be pushed up. So I have hopped on a few trends. And I think there's like some dance move in one of my videos. I'm thinking back, the Romeo and Juliet by. Never mind. Let's not. Don't go. Don't go watch it. Yes. So I have. Um, yeah. So I try to. Mm-hmm. I try to um, make a medical video on that um, song. But yeah. you don't have to if you can't. <laughs> okay. So that's good
1: to know cool well thank you so much for your time thank you for having me you are a doctor so obviously i appreciate that a lot you were even still doing the rounds this morning yes um and all the best i mean now you're doing extremely well on tiktok instagram is booming you never know what's going to be next (laughs) exactly um and yeah thank you for your time
0: thank you for having me it's been an honor
1: Mima, thank you so much for doing this. I am really excited to get into your story. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, I feel like your TikTok story is so unique in its own way, um, but so powerful as well. So firstly, when did you get on the TikTok app?
2: So literally, I only started last year, lockdown when lockdown started. So I was like, okay, now everyone was bored. And here's this app and everyone seems to be having fun. And I was like, okay, I'm only gonna join just to watch the videos. (laughs) And then at one point I was like, no, man, actually, because I've been doing, I'm, I'm on every social media, why not join and do what I love? Like spread positivity and teach people about my health journey, but in a fun way. And that's exactly who I am. The fun memo. I'd be dancing, yet I'd be doing something ridiculous. So it doesn't have to be like a professional dancer but getting to the point and drawing more attention and
1: sending the right message. Wow. Now you what was the first TikTok? Was the first TikTok about your story, about your health? And we're gonna get into to all of that. Or was it just a fun different piece of content? It
2: was actually about my health, my transplant journey. So I had a liver transplant in 2013 and I actually took everybody through the journey and I got a a positive response. And I thought to myself, you know what, Um, even if it's like two or three people, that person is sharing with another and at the end of the day, it's growing. And that's what's happening now. I'm actually growing and teaching people about rare illnesses.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you were very intentional then. You were really like, if I'm going to be on this app, I want to tell this story. I want to share about my health. So for those who maybe haven't seen your TikTok, can you explain what happened in 2013 and what your health TikTok videos have been about? Okay. So
2: 2008... I was diagnosed with hepatitis autoimmune disease, which led to my liver being critical in 2013. And the only solution was a liver transplant. And I had a liver transplant right when things were going well. Um, I was on treatment where a prednisone was actually feeding on my bones and teeth, funny enough. And that led to osteoporosis so 2015 I'd go to my doctor and explain to him my legs keep swelling and going down and but he couldn't see it because I'd go to him and the leg is back to normal until my leg stopped going back to normal and it was bigger than the other one so I felt it has never I've never had like a low self-esteem but I know I've been making research and there's still not enough information as to what causes the illness. And I was like, okay, this is the best opportunity for me to actually tell people through my experiences. And it's always better coming from a patient than a doctor because doctors have learned about all these illnesses, but I've been through them. And then 2016 again, I had like an acute liver rejection. So I always tell people what I've been through, what were the symptoms and what to look for. And I've seen social media has become that platform to get the word out there. And what no better way to do it when you're having fun. So you're having fun but at the same time telling people what to look for and giving hope.
1: Sure. Were you, when you posted that first video, how did you feel? Were you nervous? Were you apprehensive? Were you like, okay, I'm going to post this? Okay, maybe not. Like, what were you thinking when you were posting that first video?
2: When I first posted it, I was like, mm, but I, I, I don't think it will be as interesting as the other TikTok videos. But then it wasn't about being on the spotlight or um having to go wild but actually sending a message out because already I've got like followers on other platforms. I'm like I'm reaching out everywhere and any way I can and that was the motive.
1: So when did your video start growing? Was like did the first one just because like, with tiktok any video can go viral so uh, was the first video like how many people saw the first video what were the comments what was the what was the engagement like on the first video
2: um the first engagement on the first video it was more like i somehow lo- look or find well, I hardly get, like, the negative comments when I share my story. It's always, oh, this is inspiring. Or I get DMs to say, um, I know someone who's going through this. What can they do? And it didn't go viral. Or even now, it's still I can go back and be like, hmm, it's not doing as good as the others are doing. But I think you start to learn how to do things, which is what um the rising voices is doing for us helping us to actually know your brand how to um engage with people and give them exactly what they want and still be able to do what you love as well so yeah, yeah.
1: i mean even though you know you didn't go viral or any of that you still reach i believe you're like 120,000 followers um, just under, and so that's obviously a community of people who are engaging with you and learning from you and consuming the content you're putting out, which is wholesome, which is educational. Um, was there any part of this TikTok journey that you were like, I don't know if I wanna continue sharing or posting about this?
2: I, I think only when it comes to time, But it is so fun. You spend so much time not realizing that you're actually on the app. So now what I do is that instead of just being on the app and just scrolling, I now create. (laughs) So it's like, it's not time wasted in a way.
1: (laughs) True. That is so true. What has been some of the fun, non-health related content that you enjoy putting out?
2: My dancing. I think, I, don't, I, I know that people don't believe this, but I'm shy, but I'm a crazy being. I'm a crazy being. So anything that makes people laugh or forget about what they're going through, is just me. So I just want to see people smiling and laughing about it. Like the Vinnie, the, the Vinnie challenge, oh my goodness, did it not go crazy? And there I am, you know, every time I go through it, I'm like, go stiffness, go
1: stiffness. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) But it's all about having fun. Yeah. I love the fact that you're like, I love the fact that you are intentional. You're saying, you know what, I want to have fun on this app. I want to educate people on this app. And, you know, yes, I want to grow. And yes, you know, reaching more people is great. But, the main thing for me is to educate and is to, to ent- have fun and entertain with it. So, do you, you're working full-time? Yes. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm turning 32 in a few days. Look at you! Look at you! And I'm still looking at okay. I love. I love this because I think there's only one no, nobody I've interviewed is under the age of 25. And and you know the stereotype of like TikTok being for like Gen Z or, or whatever that's only kids on the app. But in my experience I'm seeing I think because of the, and I think it's because the app is just so much fun. And right now it's not like Instagram where everything is like so like you know filter ready and perfect and all of that. That people just having fun showing their personalities. And the audience is resonating with authenticity and resonating with the fact that it's videos. It's not a lot you can hide in video. Um, and so it's it's just like silly, fun, goofy, educational, but still lighthearted in the end. What kind of content have you and en- what kind of content do you enjoy consuming?
2: I think the health part, because um, recently I posted. Half the time, people see half my body and me explaining these things, but I've gone into actually showing the whole body where they actually see the difference in my legs. Because I'm always talking about lymphedema, but now when they see it, and they're like, why are you wearing one sock? No, it's not fashion, but you can make it fashion. <laughs> It's actually to compress the legs so the more they see, the more questions they ask and the more they also want to know about lymphedema or whatever illness I've come across.
1: You know, actually, I just realized, doesn't Wendy Williams have the same... She does. Health? She does. Yes! <laughs> she does yes. and she always talks about it because I remember when you said the sock and compress, I was like, oh my gosh, Wendy actually yes. talks about this as well mm. and for you when you create the content about your health and about your journey is it important to also have some elements of like entertainment or trends or is it like you know what for these kind of videos it's just informative and then other kind of videos like the dance one like the uncle vinny one um you can have also also on your page um but not necessarily in correlation with the with the health because you know with tiktok they always like get your niche and incorporate it into trends was that something you did or you just kind of like separated the two
2: well at first i think this was before i actually joined um the rising voices it was more like just focusing on the health but then i actually realized no man it's actually more fun and you do not want to make it like way too serious for people to be like because people just call by the minute you get way into (laughs) what's happening and get too serious about the health side educational side so you you want to make it fun let them be like okay i can join this oh actually no she's talking about something and you always want to be that person where people talk about you like oh you know that girl with um lymphedema but she doesn't hide it she's like always dancing in a video i wonder if it's painful like and then you get like questions about is it painful or what's happening
1: so yeah so that's nice so they kind of work together in informing still even the fun light-hearted it still becomes informative um have you had people reach out to you who have a similar who have the similar disease I, can you share a story? I think that's the
2: most amazing part about TikTok and the other social media where people actually reach out and say, I'm going through the same thing. What do I do? Where do you get the compression sock? And I always emphasize that I'm not a professional doctor, but these are the symptoms that I went through, but you cannot self-diagnose yourself always go for uh, medical advice. If these are the symptoms you're seeing, we could be going through the same thing, but it could be a different condition. So I always advise and I help, I've connected some people with my doctors as well. So that's one other thing I do, rather to have someone who's professional and where they can get the compression sock, I'm always sharing.
1: Sure. I think it's incredible that it's so informative. You've actually had people link up with your doctor. Like, you know, sometimes with this social media world, people are always like, oh, what's the value of social media? Um, Sometimes if you work with brands or companies or people from an older generation, they're like, oh, these guys are just having fun. But you were able to affect real people who connected to your doctor who were, I mean, that is, that train is moving. It's a real life story. Did you ever find out if they continued with their doctor? How, how, like, how um, involved do you get with that? Trust me,
2: my doctor, my doctor always says, oh yeah, you prefer so and so to me. And I see you there on Instagram and I'm like, hold on, hold on. So yeah, we do talk, and I think he's also happy to the fact that, okay, I'm not keeping it, keeping all this information to myself. If I'm able to share and help someone else, then go for it. And I always get feedback to say, okay, I made an appointment to go see a doctor. If they far, then they're able to see other people as well. At least they've got an idea as to how and what to treat. So there's always like a light in a way, rather than going to a doctor and saying, okay, here's the leg is just swelling up. But have you ever looked into like lymphedema? What are the symptoms? I could be, because I, and I must say, lack of, lack of information in South Africa, a lot of people see it as a lymphitis. So that's the only thing it's
1: related to, but it's, it's actually not. Sure. So, what I enjoyed so much because we got a few creators to have a look at their content. and when I you know when my manager and I chose you, it was because we felt like the app is a powerful app, and it's not just about the dancing, it's not just about the trends. It's not just about um, kids, that it's a tool to share stories. And that's why with yours, and I love the fact that you've been able to create a community. Um, you were using it for something that may not be seen. Well, to tell a story of something that is maybe not always shared commonly, especially on social media apps. What do you think the importance of like diversification on the app for people to have teaching videos, dancing videos, um, mental health videos? What do you think about diversification on the actual app?
2: Actually, when you mentioned that, um, it went through my mind the other day, well, when I was picked, and I went and followed everyone, and I was like, actually, these people are good. Like, they are amazing. And then I looked at myself, and I was like, hang on, this is actually not a competition. But we were all chosen because we focus on different things and which is where diversity comes in i mean you get someone who would be cooking a doctor a patient so i think that's the more where the fun is we don't focus on just getting up and dancing like or makeup i woke up like this <laughs> You know so it's it's quite different and the more we get like different content that's when we actually teaching and allowing more people to join the app and be like actually um i'm different and i've got this talent why not try it out and it won't get the fire like that we all get some we start somewhere but we will get there
1: Absolutely. And I'm so excited that TikTok was able to pick um, creators, like we said, diverse, not necessarily just in, you know, in skin tone, but in content. because that's it's just important to have a variety of people with a variety of skills on the app to share and, and to educate. And anytime we can educate a variety of people in a fun, engaging, quirky way. That's, that's always incredible. And so I think it's really great that they're equipping a, a whole number of creators, 100 creators, to be able to grow um, and to be able to possibly have this as a business. Like I, I know I'm doing the last session, I believe, on digital entrepreneurship, and I wanted to know from you, with you having a full-time job, and having TikTok as this platform for education, is there something that you wanna build the TikTok side to be, or for you, it's just a platform to educate and have fun on, which is fun, which is amazing.
2: (laughs) It's literally a platform to have fun, because I feel like once I get more focused on, okay, I want to make money on this app, then I'm actually losing my purpose. And I wouldn't want to be now selling my story to say, to teach someone they need to pay a certain amount and then there's no fun in it and there's no giving hope as such. So, yeah. Have you had brands contact you? I d- not, not on TikTok yet, but hopefully, hopefully soon. Well, I have worked with Cortex and it was on like TikTok where we're actually dancing and which was my part of learning as well to say, oh, actually put the words in and show them there and they know me. So, yeah, I'm actually learning TikTok. I'm still learning.
1: Yeah. Have you been able to, because I know a lot of TikTokers grew and blew up, but during COVID, so at home, but have you been able to connect with any other TikTokers?
2: Not yet, and I'd love to. I'd love to. I mean, I look at their content and they're most, the funniest beings, and I'm like, actually, I'd love to work with um, some of them or everyone if it's possible. But because of COVID, and I think because of our times, I mean, not everyone is only available on weekends like I am. So,
1: well, Mima, thank you so much, firstly, for sharing your story. I love that you've been intentional about sharing it on the different platforms that you're on, and TikTok just happened to be one of them. Um, And I'm looking forward to our session when I get a session, when I finally get a chat to all the TikTokers, all hundred of the rising voices. I keep saying rising stars. They're rising stars and rising voices. I guess we start. But more than anything, thank you for sharing your story and educating and just being intentional about it. I just love the fact that you're intentional in giving hope, intentional in educating and helping people. And I hope that just never ends.
2: It won't end now. It's just the beginning. Thank you so much for having me.
1: (laughs) Pleasure. Awesome! And that's it for me. Thank you so much for watching. I will be back next week, Thursday, so make sure you subscribe, put on the notification bell, give this video a like, and if you have any questions or comments, put it in the comment section down below. Until next time, bye!